Bigby's Daily Vlogs. On. Well, there we go. Recording a product, guys. And now I'm recording here. Because this is going to go live on Facebook as we're talking right now. And it's also going to go on my podcast channel. Um, if you guys don't follow me on the podcast, uh, definitely follow me on the podcast, The Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. Follow that podcast available on all podcast platforms from uh, Apple to Spotify to Google. You can even go to your Google podcast and say, hey, Google, play The Daily Podcast with Eric B. And on Google say, playing the latest episode of whatever The Daily Podcast with Eric B. So that's usually what happens. So jump on that. Um, also, um, yeah, available Apple podcasts were even available on Apple podcasts. So what I always do and like I always do, I always like to say on my podcast and on my vlogs, I always like to say, let's get this started. Welcome, everyone. It's The Daily Podcast with your host, Eric B. Not only is The Daily Podcast, but we are going to be doing The Daily Vlog as well. We have a special guest coming on for you guys who are jumping on the podcast right now, the vlog right now. Um, special guest by the name of Aaron Bielner, who, if you guys are Disney Plus fans or if you guys watch any of the Disney Plus series, Loki just came out on Wednesday and the new episode of Loki is coming out tomorrow. Um, so if you guys are watching it today, which is June 15th, Tuesday, it's not out till tomorrow, June 16th. Loki um, and one of the characters on there is known as the scanner. Is what they, is that what they call him? Let me pull him up. He's known as the robot scanner so if you guys haven't watched any of the loki series the loki episode you guys definitely got to watch it um there's definitely uh a cool thing if you guys are into disney if you guys are into marvel just even watching that is something cool to have i told my guest i told mr aaron bielner that i'll be on at six o'clock so right now we're all just gonna wait till six the magic hour of six o'clock to have him on here um let me see if i can do this for you guys i know I played a couple things on before. Let me see if my Bluetooth is connected. If my Bluetooth is connected, then you guys will be able to hear one of his. Yep. There it goes. It's on there. So this is a soundbite from his from his um, latest show, The Loki. So let's go ahead and, and listen. Please confirm to your knowledge that you are not a fully robotic being. We're born in organic creature and do in fact possess what many cultures would call give me one second let me go do that again here we go this is him speaking confirm to your knowledge that you are not a fully robotic being we're born an organic creature and do in fact possess what many cultures would call a soul what to my knowledge do a lot of people not know if they're robots that is um, thank you for your confirmation please speaking right now I didn't know. What if he was a robot and he did it? The machine would melt you from the inside out. Please move along, sir. Scary. Okay, not a robot, so I'll be fine. Oh. 
temporal aura. What's that? Please, through the door. So that's a cut from the movie. Um, so if you guys haven't watched Loki, I definitely highly recommend to get on Loki right now. Go watch it. It's a Disney Plus episode. And we are one minute away from him, Mr. Bielner, being on. He's actually already here in the waiting room. So when I spoke to him earlier today, I told him, hey, what can we do to make you feel comfortable? So I promised him a song. And we are going to pull up a song for him right now. As we speak, as I get Mr. Aaron Bielner on, here we go. He asked me to play him a song. I'm playing him the song right now. But for some reason, this album music is uh, acting up. Here we go. Nope, it's not working that way. So we're going to try it again this way. When you're going to hit enter. All right. This, for some reason, is act giving me a little, 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 yeah. It's not act, It's not doing what I want it to do. Um, give me one second. I will definitely get this on right now. This is really annoying. It's already 6 o'clock. go coming in live joining us as we speak right now mr aaron bielner mr aaron bielner how's it going hey how are you let's give him a round of applause here Thank you for jumping on the daily podcast with me, Eric B. Thank you for being on the show. It is definitely an honor having you on, taking the time for you to jump on the show right now. And like I do with all my guests, go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Bielner. Hi, I'm Aaron Bielner. I I am part of the MCU, I guess, from, uh, from this point on. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, live in Atlanta and... I've been working for uh, quite some time. I'm originally from Northwest Iowa, but uh, I've been in Georgia for oh, 20 years now. That's hard to fathom. It's been that long. Wow. 20 years. Yeah. And performing. And um, I went to grad school for acting and uh, at the University of Georgia, actually, and was there from 02 to 05. And then just, well, I'm uh, during that time as well, fully immersed in you know, performing and, and writing and while well, I'm writing more now than I have ever been and nice. uh, which, which is a good thing. And uh, so, yeah. And now here I am, I live in Atlanta and I, you know, part of the uh, Loki series. Nice. Nice. Now before Loki, like what I like to do is I like to touch base on what you did to get you to Loki. So you've done a couple of things in the past. Um, you've done a couple of movies in the past as well. Um, so yeah. let's start off with the basic question. What got you into acting? Oh, I didn't. That's, that's a great question. I didn't want to do it to be, to be forthright. I, I was, uh, my first year of high school in ninth grade. And, uh, one of the teachers asked if I would, compete in like speech competition and they had a category called improvisational acting where you 
were able to basically one person uh, created this five minute scene. You got, you went in 15 minutes before you were to perform. They gave you like, it was two characters, a situation and a setting. Yes. And as long as you portrayed those, you know, in that five minutes, you had to make sure that it was clear that, you know, you relayed that information and you could go anywhere you wanted. And I got a kick out of improvising. I got a, um, it was a lot of fun and it was in, invigorating. And so that kind of got the bug going. And then I auditioned for a role. I, I couldn't even tell you what it was for. And I was cast and then boom. And I did more and more. And then I went on to college and, and, and performed, you know, in speech competitions as well as on the stage. And then I left or I finished college in 96 uh, up in Eastern Iowa and then uh, moved to, to Atlanta and started just auditioning for everything and anything, you know, as an actor does. And, and, and you try to immerse yourself in, in every square inch of it and, and learn, you know, and I did that for a while and it was commercials and little bit parts and, you know, and, and, uh, then I decided I was going to uh, uh, apply for grad school and try to get a, a master's in the fine arts and acting. Nice. Uh, just, just, and, and, and honestly, people go, well, they, they always ask, do you need that? Um, no, you don't, you don't need to have a master's in the fine arts to be an acting. I think you should always be learning yes. as an actor. You should always be training. You should always be practicing your craft. You should always experience, explore and, and experiment and, and try new techniques and find what works and find what doesn't work, you know, and, 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 and see where, where your, your strengths are. And so grad school gave me that opportunity. It was three years intensive and there were only six of us in the program. And so it was all about, you know, just exploring and, 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 you know, really honing your craft. Yeah. And that's, that's probably, um, you know, something difficult that a lot of people usually do is trying to owning the craft. Um, so for you yourself, when you got into the business, um, what are what are some of the things that I don't want to say setbacks, but what are some of the things that you had to try to be different than everybody else when it came to, hey, you know, I'm Aaron Bielner. This is how I'm going to do things. Um, you know, I don't want to say the word stand out, but how, what did you have to do to stand out, make yourself known? Like, I want this part. Like when you did the movie, like uh, monster hunter, you know, you had to win or not mm -hmm. win the role, but you had to show the producer like, Hey, I can do this. This is the role that I want. So what did you have to do different? Okay. So you mentioned monster hunter, you know, if I might as well just, you know, go down that path. Um, Monster Hunter was all about motion capture, you know, because I'm playing a cat. Yeah. You know, so you're not going to see me, but you're going to see, well, you're going to hear me. You're going to see my movements and my facial expressions because all of that is, you know, captured. But really with that, I, I think that too often actors worry about going too far. And I think you should try, I mean, you know, of course you can't, go totally off the, you know, you know, off the edge or anything, but you should always take chances. And with a director or casting director or whoever's looking at that, they, if they don't 
if they think it's too much, they'll ask you to pull it back a little bit. But if you don't, I've used this cliche 8 million times and, and uh, people are probably tired of hearing it. If you don't shoot for the moon, you'll never reach the stars in anything you do, you know, whether it be acting, whether it be life, whatever, you should always go as far as you possibly can go, you know, without doing anything outlandish. I'm not saying, you know, hurt anybody or anything like that, but you should always push your yourself. You should always, uh, you know, t- t- give everything you've got and, and uh, leave it, th- leave it all there. You know, at, at the end of an audition or at the end of any type of presentation or anything you're trying to, you know, impress others with, you should, you should be able to finish that and say, I left it all there. I did. I gave it all I got. And so like with monster hunter, I, I did a lot of improvisation and was at living with this cat. And, you know, I, I got to the point that I was, I was actually hissing and (laughs) this is going to sound ridiculous, but I was raised on a farm. So I had seen kittens, lots of kittens. My sister loved cats and we had tons of kittens and we would find litters of kittens and kittens act. Oh, they're adorable. You think, but when you like trying to pick them up, if they don't (laughs) want to be touched, they lose their minds, yes. you know? And so I started doing those kind of behaviors, just going, all right, I'm going to, you know, that's what cats do. And, and then add, of course, you know, language to that. So you're playing this cat, but then I'm speaking like a human being. And I just started just pushing the envelope and, and improvising. And I remember in one part of that audition, um, they were asking me to like present a, prepare a food as if I were a chef. So I, I just went ballistic. I pretended I had, um, you know, butcher's knife and like a butcher's steel where you sharpen it. And I was going berserk and flipping things everywhere and hissing and, and, and doing, you know, cat things, you know, I'd, I'd lick my hand and then rub my head and stuff and then keep going. And I, I guess that left a mark, you know, and if anything, it probably scared them, you know, they're probably like, Oh, this guy's nuts. Uh, and so, but you know what, it's better to leave an impression of, you know, that than um, they go, ah, this didn't do anything for me, you know? And I think too often in, in this, in this business, in this life, when, when you just leave a, um, mediocre sense, uh, you know, then, you're not, you know, no one's going to remember. Yes. And so in, in every audition, you know, you, you've got to go for broke and, you know, a lot of the, and, and this is funny, I'm glad we're, we're addressing this, Eric, there's usually in, in all the notes uh, for the auditions, it always says, you know, try to keep it level and be real and, 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 you know, be grounded. And honest, I don't know what the hell that means. Be grounded. You know, I, I get, you know, don't go nuts, but whatever, but be grounded. It sounds like some type of electrical issue, but, uh, I don't really know what that means either. Be grounded. And so, you know, I always, I'll, I usually give two or three takes and I'll do one that's pretty straight laced, you know, pretty simple and, and, and grounded for lack of a better word. And then I always give one or two that are just totally out there. And, and those are usually the ones that get feedback. Yeah. So with like Monster Hunter, yeah, I I push that cat thing to the nth degree, and then and I can share this. Um, I would I, I I don't know if Mila's watching, but so Mila Jovovich plays Artemis, Artemis in in the Monster Hunter, the lead, and 
we had a scene they they cut a, a bunch of it in the actual film but we had a scene where she's in the galley in my kitchen what i'm claiming as my kitchen on the ship palico's kitchen and she i don't want her there and i'm hiding and she you know i jump up and scare the ever-loving you know one out of her yeah and then I started going like at like attacking her verbally and then doing the hissing thing and all of that. And at the end of the day, we were back at base camp and she said, wow, you killed it. She said, I've never seen anybody play a cat like that. I was just like, well, you know, we're going to go for broke. That's what I'm so, here for. You got to work yeah. with Mila. It's, it's, how did you say her last name? Jovovich. Jovovich. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Jovovich and then J, it's a it's a it's a liquid J. So yeah, like Y. Okay. It's almost like a Y. Jovovich. Yeah. She she grilled me on that in an interview once. We did an interview together, and she goes, "Do you even know how to pronounce my name?" And I said, "Yeah, it's Mila Jovovich." You know, Mila's from the Ukraine, um, and my oldest daughter is from Russia. Oh, wow. We adopted. Okay. Uh, my oldest is from Russia, so. I have a great appreciation for all that Mila has gone through yes. in order to get where she is. Yes. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. She's an amazing person. And I said to her and I've said to others after watching her work, she's like a Navy seal in the entertainment industry. Cause she's yeah. just, there's, she just doesn't stop. I mean, they yeah, have three I mean, beautiful children. They, she works, she works, she works, she works. And, you know, some of the same things she, the first night I was on set at Mo, in Monster Hunter, we were in Cape Town, South Africa, wow. which was so awesome and beautiful yes. and great. And I was on set just to meet everyone the first night. I wasn't actually called till the next day, but I got to meet a lot of people. And she was doing the scene, and I don't remember the specific name of the scene, but it was, there was a lot of, they had all the fire trucks with all the water spraying to make it look like it was raining. And she was going through that and doing it over and over again. And she said to herself, when you, when you have a rain scene in a film, you can't have like a garden hose sprinkling. Yeah. Okay. It won't read you literally. I mean, they have like fire trucks blasting water, which you're walking. I mean, just you're soaked, you're soaked. And so, and she had to redo this fight scene a zillion times with this water, you know, water gushing down and she, she just, she never let up. I was, I was blown away. She never wow. let up. And yeah, there's some really awesome people who, in the industry who you, they've got such determination and perseverance. And nice. uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the, Tom Hiddleston is another one of those, you know, yes, the man yes. who plays Loki. Yeah, we got, that, we got a bunch of questions for you on that one, but I want to save okay. that one. I want to save that one for the end. Um, Ron okay. Perlman, T.I., Tony Jaa was also in Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, Tony Yaa. Yeah, those are... Tony Yaa is, oh my goodness, Tony Yaa. Yes. And Ron Perlman, very awesome. I never, I didn't work directly with T.I. I didn't work directly with Megan Good. She's amazing. Um, I worked, so Mila... Ron, Tony, um, Nanda Costa from yes. Brazil, who's amazing. Yannick Schumann, who's from Germany, amazing. And Hirona Yamazaki from Japan. Oh, God, they're all phenomenal. I mean, they're just really great. They're young. Yeah, I wish I was yeah. that young again. And uh, they're, they're, really, they're really good at what they do. And they, they have amazing stamina. You know, and and they were great physical actors. Nice. Um, but yeah, Ron is is a blast. He's hilarious. As a matter of fact, um, 
the scenes that I did with Ron, uh, I was, uh, Paul Anderson, the director, pretty much gave me carte blanche about, you know, certain things that I could say and, and, and do. And I always push the envelope. And, and sometimes, Eric, I get a little, uh, the, the term is blue, if you know what I mean. I, yes. I get a little too uncensored in this area. And so I was running with it and having a blast. And we ended up having to stop a few of the takes because people were laughing. So I was like, sorry. Um, we got to do this again, but, uh, no, Ron is great. Uh, Tony, uh, I mean, Tony, uh's abilities as, as a performer, I mean, his martial arts abilities are, are yes. just yes. mind blowing. I, I watch him almost every day on Instagram doing something, you know, that he's recorded and going, I, I wish, I wish in my prime, I couldn't get my body to do that. <laughs> yes. And he is, I mean, he's just, oh, he's just amazing. And he, his, his focus, his focus is fantastic. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. I mean, he's one of our, my favorite martial artists. I mean, if I had to name like a top 10, he's definitely on there. Um, so for you to be able to work with him, you know, that's, people like me makes people like me jealous. So you got to meet, you know, Tony Yah and it's pronounced Yah. Yeah. The silent J. Yeah. A lot of us says yeah. Tony Yah. So, okay. Yeah. Tony Yah. Tony Yah. Yeah. Silent J for him too. So you've got Jovovich and Yah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, right. Yeah, they could be a duo. Well, they were a duo. They and, were, yeah. You know, there was talk of, I don't know. It may happen. You know, a second monster hunter. The, the biggest kick about that show was, you, we opened during a pandemic Yes, and there's 8 zillion theaters closed. Um, and then there was, and, and not to get into the nitty gritty of it, cause it's not my place to speak on it. There was a, a line in the film originally that was offensive to the citizens of China or, or deemed offensive. And I didn't know, I didn't, I had never seen the film, you know, they, it was released and I didn't know what it was. And I, I don't, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know what it, you know, what it was or that it would turn out that way, but they pulled that line. Yes. So we never saw it with that line in it. And, um, so you have that unfortunate event, you have a pandemic and the film still did okay, you know, considering in the theaters, but from what I understand, it did very well in VOD. Yes. Um, it was like first and second place for a long while, you know, when it first came out in February, which is great. And, you know, Eric, I, I don't want, I don't want to say that we're beginning the end of something. Yeah. I love the theaters. So I love I, theaters. Yeah. I love the big screen. It's extremely expensive to make those things happen. You know, it's not, you know, you've got to have a big budget film that you know is going to draw big numbers in order to go, you know, in the yeah. theaters and, and, and survive. Um, everybody's streaming everything. Yeah. Everybody's going ballistic with streaming and we all want it really quickly. We all want it on our own terms. We want to, we want to do what they call that binge watching thing, you know, yeah. where we watch eight of them or 10 of them at once. And, that's cool. I think we're missing a little, you know, we're kind of losing something really beautiful yeah. about, you know, having to wait for something. I mean, for example, and we'll talk about Loki, but you know, they're not, they didn't put all those out at once. Yes. So you got to wait, wait each week. Yes. So it's kind of cool. 
Did you ever, I don't know if you ever read um, or, or heard of these, they were called chat books or chapter books. And Stephen King did the green mile this way where he published just so many pages every like month. Wow. So you didn't get the entire book wow, okay. when that first when Yeah. When the green mile first came out, it came out in what were called chat books or chapter books. And so you only got like four or five chapters at once. So it kind of, it made you want, you know, you were like yeah, yeah. anticipating and excited for the next one. And we're kind of losing that, you know, yeah. where, where we could, you know, Oh, I saw this episode this week. I can't wait for next week. Yeah. And it builds up that anticipation. But when we give you everything at once yeah. and you can peel through it in six hours, it's yeah. kind of, it's a little disheartening, you know, in this, in this industry. That was one thing I didn't like that Netflix did when they first released Stranger Things. Um, you know, just to mention that movie, I mean, Stranger Things, good series. But like you did mention, they they brought everything out all at once, you know. So it's like by tomorrow, everybody's already talking about, hey, did you see Stranger Things? And, you know, you got to watch episode six. I'm like, episode six, it just came out yesterday. It just came out, right. right? You know, right. versus Disney Plus did justice by what they're doing by releasing you know giving us that oh god what's gonna happen next week i gotta watch it next week and from the very first wandavision to now loki yeah we're waiting for what's gonna happen next week and i'm exactly. kind of you know i'm glad they're doing it that way and you know it's it brings I, it back to the old school type television where you would wait for the next episode you would wait for this what's gonna happen you know is ross and you know, what Ross and Rachel are going to break up, you know, right. You know, you're, right. you're on the right. edge, right? Right. Well, it's, 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 it built, like I said, it built that great anticipation. It also gives you time, you know, to marinate with it and yes. to, to maybe I want to go back and see that episode again. Maybe I missed something. Um, maybe, uh, you know, we talk about it and, you know, uh, quote unquote, the old, you know, around the, the water cooler with our colleagues and, and our friends and family and go, Oh, did you see that? And what'd you think of this? Yeah. As opposed to, I saw all of it. Um, it's done. And, you know, I did it in like so many hours yeah. and it's over. And now I'm, I'm wanting to go to something else. Yeah. And it doesn't, I, I think we lose a little appreciation. Yeah. You know, I think we lose, well, I think we lose a lot of appreciation because things have such a very short shelf life anymore. You know, where with this, you know, if they would have put all, there's only six episodes in this first season for Loki. They put all those out at once. You're done with this in a yeah. few, four hours, five hours. And next week you're going, what else is that? Exactly. I need something now. You know, yeah. I, I want something new. And it's, there's so much material out there. There are so many things out there. And for that reason, because people's patience is, yeah. you know, yeah. and we have to get through everything. And what makes it worse also is now with social media, the way social media is, you know, people are spoiling movies for us or even shows for us by, oh my God, did you see? I mean, like when I found out, yes, you know, Aaron Bielner is going to be on my show. I kind of teased everybody, you know, another guest is coming on, you know, da, da, da. and, you know, I do another podcast with a friend of mine and we're going to be talking about Loki, the series. And, you know, we're going to do it on a weekly thing. And with the day that it came out, which I can't, I'm not really big on the Wednesday that, you know, Disney or, or Disney Plus is thinking about doing because it's the middle of the week. 
people were already talking about it before I even got to watch it and say, oh my God, you got to watch. Oh my God, this part of Loki. I'm like, okay, let me shut down social media for the next three days. Let me not read the spoiler alerts. Even a spoiler alert, like you have to watch it. It's really good. You know, even something like that. I agree with you 100% because then it already puts in this preconceived notion for you. Yes. You know, each individual spectator, audience member, whatever you want to call them, should be entitled to taste it and digest it and make their own assumptions yeah. and opinions about it. You know, I, I not to, to date myself, but, you know, there was a time when I'm didn't, we didn't hear, oh, spoiler alert, or we're about to tell you everything that's about to happen yeah. because they weren't whoever it was reviewing or critiquing it wasn't 14 miles ahead of everybody else and had everything already at their hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it, it's, it, again, it's a little disheartening, you know, yeah. to, I love that Loki's not like that. I love yeah. that WandaVision and, you know, yeah. the Falcon and the winter soldier. I, I wish we would do more things, get back to maybe that. I, I love technology. Don't get me wrong. I love modern modernization of things. Uh, but we're kind of, we're killing some of those things that I think make series great. Yes. You know, like I said, you want to, you want to take time to think about it, watch it again, watch, watch it, again. it three yeah. times yeah. and then go on to the next one. As opposed to, I got through 12 of these yeah. all, in one day. In one and it's day. Like, oh, yuck. And then you, you know? forget, you forget. You're like, wait a minute, which episode was that? You know, if I'm talking yeah. to you about, a, um, you know, Loki going through the scanner and he wasn't sure if he was a robot. You're like, Wait a minute. What what episode was that? Exactly. What was that? Exactly. You know, yeah. That's and and that's the thing that people need to realize. It's like, you know, when Loki first came out, I watched it four or five times. You know, I watched it on the big screen, I watched it mm-hmm. on my phone, I watched it on my iPad, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever I didn't get in the first time I watched it, maybe I saw it on my cell phone, maybe I saw it on my iPad. So yes, for things like that, I definitely would mind, wouldn't mind watching over and over again. Um, and that leads it to where, yes, I love technology and the way technology is, but I love the fact that, you know, Disney is not releasing everything all at one time. Cause I, I guarantee if they yeah. did, I'd be bored. I'd like you said, I'd be done with the series right now. And I be like, what's next? You know, what, what can well, you show I- me next? I'd love to add to that if I may. Sure, yes. We're all about quantity now. Yes. And we're losing quality at an alarming rate where you see stuff now, and, and I'm not going to name anything specifically, but, you know, and, and, and everything I do isn't phenomenal. We all do, you know, as much as we can. But you see things and you go, how in the blankety blank did this get on the air? Yes. How did they, how is this, how is this worthy of, anything, you know, and, and yet they've got to have, I mean, all of these networks and all of these different streaming formats are killing for original content. Yes. And so more and more fast, fast, fast. And in so doing, I think they've shot themselves in the foot. Now I don't want to upset anyone, but like, I, like we were talking about when you're putting stuff out that fast, it's almost impossible to keep up. Yeah. How, I mean, how can we can't produce products that fast? Yeah. You know? I totally and agree. so that's the whole point of, Hey, you can see it every Wednesday or every Friday or whatever day it is, but not, Hey, you got it all today and you'll be done with it before tomorrow. Yeah. And now we got to figure something else to create. Yeah. And then, you know, like the stranger things or, or whatever series are on that same you know timeline, you watch everything 
boom, boom, boom. And then you got to wait till the next spring or the next fall. And then you do it again. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's like, it's <laughs> not to make it like a really rudimentary comparison. But it's like the monkey with the food palette. You know, we're just pressing the button, press, 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 press. We got it. We got it. Oh, we're hungry. We're full. We're done. It's over. <laughs> You're it's right. Like, wait a minute. What? It's over already. It's You're, over. It's done. You know, exactly. and then we wait and we press the button again, you know? You're, so that part, that part, I wish we would kind of relinquish from and, and, and really let quality take over. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's just so much. I think Netflix kind of learned their lesson because I think in season two of Stranger Things, I want to say in season two of Stranger Things, they didn't really release the episodes on a, you know, all at once. I think right. they made us right. wait because once you release a season or a, se a series all at once, now what's going to happen? You're going to have people who is illegally downloading these series, I know. sending them to wherever who's going to watch it. And now instead of making, you know, the 1499 a month Netflix is making now people are illegally watching it because you just released the whole series season. So. Exactly. And, and I don't want to misspeak. I know that happened because I talk, um, I'm going to mention boss level yes. uh, and boss level is, uh, I want to talk about that for a little bit, but I'll throw it in here now. But boss level had that happen to it uh, where there was a, a, I pardon my, my term bootleg version or whatever. There yep. was something leaked and you could get it. And then they, they, they stopped it in its tracks uh, eventually. And then the same thing with monster hunter had a leak uh, for a minute and they got that you know, nipped in the, in the bud, Good. but, and I think I, I, and I may be speaking out of turn. I'm not a hundred percent, but I thought I heard this there. I did a, um, a film called the house with a clock in its walls. It yes. was Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. And I got to play a inanimate creature in that one too. That was, um, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but, uh, I think that might have, I thought there was a leak on that, but they, they were, you know, it's kind of like virus protection, yeah. you know, something gets out and then they've got to build a program rather quickly to be able to, to stop that. And so it's, it's unfortunate because yeah, it, it, it ruins the, the nostalgia of it. It ruins the, the wonderment and the beauty of what, you know, yeah. film and television should be about. I mean, there's, we're kind of desensitizing ourselves with, with what, how we're doing this. And it's also, it's also, it takes away from you, the actors, doesn't it? I mean, it's like there's a certain amount of, you know, money you guys get paid depending on how the movie does. Now, if you have, you know, a thousand people buying bootleg copies, you know, that's, you know. Yeah, I don't see any of you that. You don't see any don't of that, exactly. Any, so, you know, yeah, so that's, so. that's, that's one thing that I never, I, I don't want to say, you know, I've never done, I've, I've done, you know, Hey, someone said, Hey, I got a bootleg copy of this and here's it for five bucks. You know, of course I'm gonna be like, all right, let me see what this is. The quality will be terrible. I probably can't hear the, the audio is bad. Um, but I, after I started doing this podcast or starting to do the vlogs that I do and thinking of all the time that I put into this and the effort that I've done, it's like, you know what? this is a lot of work that I'm putting myself into. And, you know, I want to, you know, give credit to me for doing things like that, but I don't want no one like, Hey, I'm going to steal your footage that you took of this part of right. San Francisco. And I'm going to claim this footage as myself, my own, because that's my hard work that I just put into, you know, I, exactly. I did all that. Same thing with you guys, you actors, actresses who put in hours and hours of the day to film, you know, 
an entertaining movie for us that's only like you know an hour two hours long just to be released someplace else in you know a bootleg copy that like i said right. you guys don't see half of that well it's 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 stealing you know from us it it's stealing from you you know it, what the entertainment industry is is a a fickle a fickle you know being because people think oh well you know who am i hurting you know yeah. if i get a copy of this or or, or if i take that but you're hurting a truckload of people yeah, I mean, there are so many people involved in a single production. Uh, what you see in front of the camera is one one millionth of what's actually going on. Yes, you know, because there's how many people that design, there's how many you know direct the whole crew. Then you've got the you know the crew behind that. You've got your marketing. You've got yep. every. There are so many people that rely on that. The wonderful people that make us look good, from hair and makeup yep. to con you know all those different people. Are, are wanting that product to do well because they put such time and effort. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go back to boss level for a second because I didn't know this uh, about the production until after uh, Joe Carnahan and Frank Grillo did a Q and a with um, Collider, I, the website Collider out in LA. They had a, a pre-screening um, uh, last, I think it was in February and then the movie came out in March. But anyway, uh, on Hulu. And Joe had said, you know, when we first started this, our intention was to shoot in 42 days and it got cut because of budgeting and politics and bureaucracy and all that. It got cut down to 27. Wow. And so you're making a film of that caliber and you're working that hard and, and trying to make something look great and, and, and that people are going to want. Yes. You know, and want to see not just once, but twice and appeal to a mass audience. And then somebody gets a hold of it and, and is handing it out or selling it for $5 a pop or whatever. I mean, it's, it, it just, it just totally cuts the wind out of your sails because, you know, you've, it, it, they're making a film is not cheap. No, yeah, it's I not know. cheap. Even, even if it's a, um, <laughs> What, what SAG calls the ultra-low budget, <laughs> you know, and even if it's an ultra-low budget, it's still a good chunk of money, and, and those people who, who put that money up in order to make a product, they're hoping to see that money return, you know, and they don't want it just to go back to zero. Yeah. They want to make a little profit. Yeah. If, they, if they put money in and they only get back exactly what they put in, our business is done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. We're not doing this ever again. Yeah. And so when people start stealing from the coffers by bootlegging or whatever, it, it slows us down. Yeah. It, it makes it harder to make another great product. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Metallica, when they were trying to sue Napster back, if you, you know, I'm going to age myself by saying that. No, I'm, I'm on the <laughs> same page with you, Eric. You know, when, yeah, yeah, when they were trying to sue Napster because, hey, we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears in this album. And here you are just going to let people download songs for free. You know, it's yes. like, we're not getting into that. What's their drummer's name? Lars? Is it Lars? It's Lars. Yeah, I think it's Lars. Yes. Yes. He was the one who was so passionate about it. Yeah. And actually, um, I have a really great respect for him. I have a, a decent respect for that band. I, I wasn't a huge Metallica fan, but just how, you know, when they first came out during that time and said, you know, we're trying to make, we're trying to live here. This is what we do for yeah. a living. And then he also, um, he was on a movie that uh, Dave Grohl had produced called Sound City. 
Yes. If you, oh, I love that. I actually got to see that for the first time in Napa at a film festival and Dave was there and Lars was one of the musicians interviewed in that film. And he talks about, he, they were talking about auto tuning and, and all that and wow. how the music they, has changed they, they so much. Money said, you know, back in the days of great, chem, you know, when we were, we have a chemistry with yeah. our fellow musicians and it's the same thing with the acting, you know, and, and entertain anywhere. I mean, it's the same thing with your other podcast. You've got a chemistry with your co-host and you're building something and you're putting your heart and soul into it. And then somebody walks out the door with it for free. Yeah. It's like, I can't eat. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's a little alarming, you know? So yeah, yeah it's technology has its pros and cons. There's yes. no doubt about it. I mean, there's, you know, there's, you know, we, we, we're like right now we got a bunch of people watching us on Facebook live who is enjoying what we're talking about right here. And, and who knows if someone's going to say, Hey, I'm going to take this interview and I'm going to put my words, you know, I mean, people, People are nasty like that. People are nasty. They'll they'll do things Absolutely. like that. Um, Absolutely. But um, yeah. Let's let's talk about um um your 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 what, what was it uh, boss level you? Yeah, boss level was Frank Grillo. Was awesome. I, I was talking about that before you got on the sh- before you got on. Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, Michelle Yao, Naomi Watts, so just to name a few people that was on this this movie. How was that for you? That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, I, Frank is is a a very uh, impressive actor, um, yes. and and so disciplined. And uh, he's he's much into key. he looks great. I mean, I, I the man is fifty some years old. I don't know his exact yeah. year of birth or year of uh, age, and I'm not going to uh, release that. That's his business. But um, he's always training. He he loves to box and he competes and he's. He's, he's phenomenal and it was fun to watch him. Um, I did not get to work directly with Naomi Watts, but I have seen her in the film is fantastic. I like her a lot. I've seen her in, in so many things and I think she's just got a, a beautiful soul and it's fun to watch her, you know, in front of the camera. Um, I love Ken Jung. I yes. love Ken Jung. Ken I Jung, think yes. he's amazing. I love Ken Jung. And, I have to share this story, and if Ken's watching, he'll maybe he'll remember this. The first day I met him on set, he was lifting up cases of like soda and water and helping craft services. And whenever, and other actors can attest to this, whenever you do beyond what your job is on set, somebody will correct you because they don't want you to like, if I help crafts or if I do something, or if I'm trying to help lighting or, you know, gaffers or if I try to do something like that, I mean, that's not my job and they'll let you know it's not your job because one, they don't want you to screw anything up. And two, they don't want you to get injured or hurt anybody else. And then you've got to shut down production and all that jazz. And so Ken's sitting there lifting cases of water and soda and handing them to somebody and I was just like, Ken, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, they need help. And I mean, that right there in itself is, is exactly who Ken Jung is, not just as an actor, but as a human being. You know, in real life, he's a doctor. Yes. And right before, a mm, couple months, I shouldn't say right before, that's, that's exaggerating. A couple months before he gets on set for boss level, there's a story that comes out that he was on I think he was in North Carolina doing a stand-up bit and he thought he had a heckler 
So he stops the set because it was actually a woman, I think having heart issues or like cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Gets off the stage, helps her, waits till the ambulance arrives, gets that all arranged on the truck, whatever, you know, on the, on the ambulance, EMTs, all of that, not whole, whole nine yards. They leave and he goes back up on stage and finishes his set. Wow. And that's what I'm like. There's a, there's a human, 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 yes. a great humanitarian who's also a really amazing talent, you know, in the, you know, in the entertainment. And he's really funny. He's just really, really funny. Yes. So Ken Jong, um, Will Sasso, I, I thought his performance was Will fantastic Sasso, yeah. in it. I didn't meet Mel um, during the production. The Seven Assassins were pretty much in our own little page, you know, okay. and we were on our own little camp. So our days, you know, like, so I'm Rashad Evans and uh, Rampage Jackson, or yeah. Quentin Rampage Jackson, who played B.A. Baracus in the remake that Joe Carnahan wrote uh, the 18 yes. uh, with Bradley Cooper. And I don't remember all the other actors. And I apologize, but he um, Rampage and, and Rashad and Eric Edibari. Ed, Eric Edibari is amazing. Michael Turek, who played Smiley, the one with the overalls yes. and the stuff in his teeth. I think he chewed a lot of tobacco. And so that's, I mean, the character did. And that's why they called him Smiley because it was really gross. And Selena Lowe and Meadow Williams, and I don't think I've forgotten it. I think I've got all seven assassins. We became like a family. And so we were, you know, just hanging out and we would have lunch together every day and talk. And, and I still keep really good cl close contact with almost all of them. And that was a, that was, that was so fast because of the production schedule and yet just really long lasting friendships. Nice. And that's the, that's the best part of this business Yes, is, is, you know, yes, people love to see the camera. People love to see this larger than life production. And, and, and I love to perform. I, I, I love to do a lot of aspects of it. I liked, I didn't realize I was going to write as much as I'm writing now. Yeah. I had no intention of writing and yet I'm writing series and, and I'll, that'll lead back to, I do want to address the little tin man before we end this night. Yes. I would love to address the little tin man, which was basically the beginning of all of it. But anyway, you meet people on, on, on these sets. And from here and make, I mean, I still have friends from, I did a production called Cracker Jack back in 2011 in Savannah, Georgia. And that's actually, we're going to talk about Loki soon, I think. Yes. And maybe we can, can we lead into that? I, a, a wonderful woman uh, here, uh, here by the name of Randy Arroyo. I met her again. I had met her in 2011 and I saw her again for the first time. I had, back and forth on Instagram. Yeah. You know, everybody's got connections, yes. but actually physical, you know, in front of me on Loki. And I was in the makeup and hair trailer that morning and <laughs> talking to Randy and, and I have a tendency to make people laugh and I don't think I'm funny. I'll be honest with you. I think I'm not funny at all, but people laugh for some reason. It's probably cause I'm insane. But that being said, all of a sudden Tom walks in. And I didn't realize it. And he's like, I, hi, I'm Tom. And well, he did it with his beautiful, exactly. beautiful received pronunciation accent. So, and, and, and I'm trained in received pronunciation, which is standard British. I'm trained in 19th century. Okay. So, so he walks in and he's very, 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 you know, just very polite, very forward. And hi, I'm Tom. 
And so I, I'm like, hi. And then I went right back to what I was talking to Randy about. And I was like, so afterwards we're on set with Kate Heron, who's the director. Yes. And it was Kate or her assistant who said, Oh, you had him cracking up in the, you had Tom and them cracking up in the makeup trailer. And then I realized, Oh God, this is Tom Hiddleston. This is Loki. This is Loki who was standing right there yeah. cracking up in the makeup trailer. So yeah, Loki was, it was fast. I mean, you know, there's six episodes. I, I, I have no control over this, Eric, but I'm yeah. praying fingers crossed and all this that next year there are more episodes. Yes. They're already renewed. But I'm praying there are more than six. Yes. I hope they double it. Yes. I'd love to see twelve. Because didn't like WandaVision have thirteen or yeah, something like that? But yeah. I I, I want to say it did had uh, twelve or thirteen uh, episodes on there. Um, and when they did the Falcon Winter Soldier, and the Falcon Winter Soldier was six episodes. I was like, I to me, I felt like the last three episodes was kind of rushed. To, for them to finish the storyline. Um, I'm hoping Loki doesn't turn out this way. I'm hoping like four or five is not rushed into six. And then I'm like, okay, what's, what's, you know, what's going on next? Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm me hoping too. that's not I how it turns it, out. Yeah. I'm hoping it, I'm hoping that it's, yeah. Yeah. And for me, sorry, sorry. No, no. For me, I'm hoping that whatever this ties into big screen wise, if it's going to tie into Thor, it's going to tie into guardians of the galaxy. I'm hoping we see you on the big screen as well. I'm hoping that you're there, you know, with the TVA still doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, whether it's going to be Ant-Man and the wasp, you know, Dr. Strange, whatever episodes coming out next movie wise, I'm hoping we see you on there doing, yeah, what I would love that. doing what you're doing, you I would know, love that. you know, that would be awesome. screening people. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I had a lot of fun with that character. I mean, and you only see me for a minute and a half in the first episode. I do appear and I can say this, I can't say exactly how, but I do appear in the fourth episode. So I'm in the first and the fourth yes. of the six. I'm, I would love to be back in the next season. Um, we'll see who, you know, the writer's, you know, go in all these different directions. And that's something I can attest to as a writer. You know, you, you, you find your inspiration and then you find your timeline and you go and you see what happens on the way. And, and nine times out of 10, your end product is not what you thought it was going to yes. be. And hopefully it's better. And usually it is, Yes. you know, usually you have these ideas on paper of where you're going to go. And then what actually happens yeah. is totally different, but yet phenomenal. So yeah, Loki is, is, there's a lot to this. There's a lot. And they put a lot out in that first episode. They I did. Mean, there's, <laughs> it was full. They did. It was full. They did. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanted to talk about Little Tin Man, but if you want okay, to get into please. Loki. yeah, No, little, let's do it. Let's do a quick one. And then we'll, can we do a little bit of Little Tin Man? Yeah, and then we'll yeah, yeah. No, Loki? Little Tin Man. I saw, okay. saw the trailers. I saw clips of that. You are a remarkable actor in this. I mean, in the trailer that I watched, I was like, I have to watch this movie. I got to watch this movie. Just the storyline that was behind it. I'm not, you know, not going to give a spoiler alert or what it was about. But what, how was that for you filming The Little Tin Man? Um, I hope that you do see it. And, 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 uh, and I'm going to, can I give a shameless plug? If please. you have Tubi, it's free. Please, It's please. free on Tubi. Yeah. So if you have the Tubi app, people yes. who are listening and, and Eric, you can watch it for absolutely free. Go check it out. I would love that. Um, I have to give some props to, to uh, a couple of people. Uh, Dugan Bridges, 
who is a producer and, and original creator and writer, and Matthew Perkins, uh, they, they came up with this concept, and then they approached me when I was in grad school. Yeah. So they were undergrads at the University of Georgia. I was in the graduate program, and they said, hey, we have this idea, and we want you to play the lead in it. And what they had, the idea is nothing like what the little tin men is. It was a totally different, it was a little person who was playing a sports agent. And yeah, it was kind of like the, not to be tacky, but it was like the mini Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and it, it was, it, it went, we, we, we hashed it out. And then, you know, I say this all the time and other people say this, you write down stuff and then you throw all that away. Cause you know, that's not what you want. And you try again. Yes. And so they, they came up with this idea of this person who was trying to kind of a play within a play, if you will, a little Shakespearean of he's trying to make it as an actor and break the boundaries, break the stereotypes and, and the typecasting that he's always going to play, you know, the Oompa Loompa or the Munchkin or, you know, those roles that little people more often than not are cast in. And so they started writing all this and then they gave it to me in a, you know, in a rough form or in one of the final rough forms. And I started just touching it, you know, as far as the words and what have you and feeling it and going, you know, as a little person, I probably can tweak a couple things because I've actually experienced them. So let me add this into it. And I added, in all fairness, I added, I have a one person show called Reaching for Anything, which is my life, literally different instances that were impressionable in my life from, excuse me, kindergarten to like the present. And so we took some of those stories and actually weaved them into the film. As a matter of fact, the grocery, and, and I'm not trying to be a spoiler. I won't spoil it. There's a grocery store scene in the little tin man. That's hilarious. And it's true. Okay. It's wow. true. It's, it's, it's a little, there's a little artistic Liberty with it, you know, because it's, we got to, you know, kick it up a notch, yeah, but yeah. for the most part, it's absolutely true. There's a few of them in there that are exactly that they actually happened in my life. And so we incorporated those. So the little tin man was very cathartic. It was very, um, it was like a, it was like a hour and a half therapy session for me because it was, it was basically putting real life situations that actually happen in some form or fashion to not just people who are little to anybody that's got a physical challenge or difference that has been, offended or, you know, categorized or isolated or segregated because of how you look or what you say or how you do, you know what I mean? Because you're not the quote unquote norm. And so that was a real testament to all of that. And, and, and basically Herman Mitchell, the character I play was, was just the impetus or the, or the MO of that whole theme of that, that storyline. So he, I'm not going to spoil it, but he, he goes through life. He's got a really um, interesting and awesome half brother in the story, uh, played by Jeff Hiller, who's amazing. I have to give him props. Kay Cannon, I, I cannot say that name enough. Kay yes. Cannon, people go, who's Kay Cannon? If you've seen any of the Pitch Perfects, she wrote all of them. Wow, that's Kay Cannon. If you've ever seen New Girl, she used to write and direct. Kay Cannon. Wow. Alec, Alec Baldwin thanked Kay Cannon when he won the Emmy in 30 Rock because of her writing. Wow. That's Kate Cannon. Then right now, or not right now, that's not true, she finished. It should be out now. Um, a 
live action of Cinderella that okay. they shot in London. She directed that. Oh, the movie Blockers, the high school thing yes. where the girls are trying to lose, you know what? That is, she directed that. I don't wow. know if she wrote that, but she directed that. And if she did, phenomenal. That's Kay Cannon. So Kay plays Miller, the, uh, the female lead opposite of my character. And then I, I'm going to list them off. Uh, I have to. Chris Coffey, amazing actor. He plays the bartender. Um, there's a guy by the name of Ben Romeka, and there's John Milheiser, and there's Eddie Dunn, who plays my um, uh, agent, the actual agent to the to my character who's trying to, you know, the actor's agent. The reason I bring all these up is that these, all of them came from UCB, yes. the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is the stand-up, you know, the uh, improv sketch comedy in New York. And so a lot of, we got most of our actors from that. That's how we nice. started. And we, we reached out to Jeff and he said yes. And then Case said yes. And it just snowballed. And we got all these wonderful, wonderful performers. And they put their heart and souls into that film. Nice. They put their, Michael Gorman. I can't forget Michael Gorman. I'm actually, he's in the very beginning of it. But anyway, Mike is phenomenal. I'm working with Mike on another project right now as we speak. Uh, I just send him notes for, for an outline for a new script. But, uh, yeah, it, it was that. It was, and we shot that, Eric, in 18 days. Wow. So we have a feature-length, 91-page script, and because of budget constraints, we did a Kickstarter for that. That was crazy. We did a Kickstarter, and we raised the, enough money to make that film in 18 days. Wow. And I want people to see it, not because I'm in it. I want people to see it for the heart and the soul of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, no. And, and it, it'll, it'll, it'll make you laugh, and yeah. it'll punch you in the stomach at times. It's I it's. I saw the two minute trailer and I was like, I'm sold. You know, I'm going to watch Good. this. I'm going to watch this. And you Good. said it's free on Tubi for everyone who's watching Facebook Live. Free on Tubi. It's called The Little Tin Man. Um, definitely go check it out. Um, I want to watch it. I want to watch it just because the, what I saw, yeah, you did experience, you know, there's, you know, truth, some truth to what I saw. And, you know, and again, it's, it looks funny. So I definitely want to check that out. <laughs> So here's my thing. Yes. I want to know what you think after you see it. I will shoot so you. So we got to keep in touch. Absolutely. Yes. You know, we got to keep in touch. The one thing you mentioned about friendship and you, you develop these friendships when you make these films. I want to say the same thing when I reach out to you guys who are saying, yes, please be more than happy. There's a few of you that I've reached out to and said, yes, I'll be more than happy to be on your show. And from this day on, we're still shooting texts to each other. Good morning. How are things going on? And, That's awesome. And I love the fact that, you know, and I when I spoke to you the other day, I'm just a regular guy who just does this, you know, on the side. I have a nine to five. I told you I still coach football. I still do all these things. But just the fact that I'm getting to meet people that just last week I was watching you on TV. And now we're like zooming, talking about your experience and your life experience as an actor. To me, it's like, when, wow. When you reached out, you know, and I'll say this uh, on my behalf only, and, and, and not everyone is like this. And, and my attitude is, I mean, unless, you know, you're talking about you, you're interested in what I'm doing, which is flattering. Um, you want to, you know, talk about it on the podcast. Wonderful. It's exposure for me. It's, you know, as an actor who happens to be, you know, a man with dwarfism, I'm always trying to just let, you know, people know I'm a human being. Yes. 
So when you have these one-on-one encounters like this, it, it reinforces what I'm trying to conquer is, oh, he's just a guy. He's another, you know, he's just a Joe, a regular Joe or a, uh, average Joe, whatever, you know, yeah. he's just another fella. And I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm trying to raise a family. I'm trying to pay my bills. I'm trying to do everything everybody else is doing. And I happen to be in the entertainment world. Yes. And, and it's, it's not, it's crazy, but it's what I do. And, you know, um, so when back to what we were talking about, when you reached out, you know, I've had people reach out and say, Hey, can you get me Tom? I want you to have Tom Hiddleston call me. I'm like, well, that's not going to ever happen. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be conceited or uppity, yeah. but I'm not, you know, that's, that makes my skin crawl a little yeah. bit. I yeah. had somebody from another country go, you need to take, I, I want a picture with you two together and you need to sign it and send it here. And I'm like, I would consider that if it wouldn't have been, you need to do this and you need to do this and I need this. And I'm like, you're kind of, it's like, this is an ultimatum or a threat almost. It's like, I hope I'm alive after, you know, next week. But anyway, so when you reached out, it was like, I I do this podcast. You were very forthright. You said what was going on and you want to talk Loki and you want to talk the business. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Absolutely. And I like what you're doing. I yeah. like the setup, and yeah. I hope this thing explodes. I want it yeah. to be bigger. So do I, I. You know, when I when I spoke to you and I told you, you know, Tom Hiddleston, the Owen Wilsons, they're on a different show, you know, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, you watch Conan, you listen to Joe Rogan, they have them on there. They're not going to have the characters that I want to talk to, the characters that, like, you made, you know, you, when I saw you and I was like, okay, even though it was a 30 second, 50 second scene of you telling Loki to walk through and he was like, well, am I a robot? You know, and and for that 20 seconds when he wasn't sure if he was a robot or not was like enough for me to say, I'm going to reach out to Aaron. I'm going to see. And and you know what? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a trial and error. hit or miss, right? You could either be like everyone else and say, What's in it for me? No, I'm not going to do it. Or you can say what you did and said, yes, let's talk about it. I'm not going to say, hey, Aaron, can you get me Tom? That's not me. Right. You know, you start, right. I got to start from somewhere and this is right. where I'm starting right. from. And, you know, no, and it's, it's awesome. And I love it. And I, I commend you on it, Eric. And thank you. Really. Um, it's, I think we do that too often. All of us do that. What's in it for me? Yes. You know, everything we address is what's in it for me. And, and I don't want to be too cheesy, but in the little tin man, one of the running lines was if you have one regret and you're going to see it, you're going to hear yes. it. And I, I'm going to put you to the test, Eric. Okay. Oh. You got to figure out which character says what I'm about to say. Go ahead. So that's your test. Uh, that, then I'll know you've seen the film. If, and, and, and the character says, if you have one regret, Please don't let it be that you never tried. Yes. And I think in life when we go, oh, I don't want to do this. It's too, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. When, before I first started this, I'm like, God, it's been a long day. I am just baked. Um, I'm going to, I hope I give my best. Um, I would never back out on anything like this. I would never say, oh, sorry, couldn't do it. But I'm just like, God, I hope I, I'm doing all right when we do this. I hope I don't look like a, a dead animal, you know, roadkill because it's just, it's been a long tedious day, but uh, you just, you know, I made that um, agreement and I wanted 
to to get out there and I wanted to talk to you and your you know your interest and your intrigue in it. Yes. Uh, thank you. You know thank that's you. flattering and you know it, it gives us other actors. You know I'm not an A-list actor. Maybe someday we'll see. But yes. that being said, we got to start somewhere and we're never too good for anything. Yes. You know we're never too good. For, you know yeah I don't want somebody stalking me from the other side of the country saying hey I need you to do this this and this or I blow up your house. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, so don't do that, people, if you're don't. listening. Don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, I think, when you know, we get too big for our shoes sometimes. And yeah. we go, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm above this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not above this. This is an awesome experience. I get to meet you. Yeah, I and got, we got to meet to you. Talk. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get to see now, you. I do have one question. Sure. For you. Yes. I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm going to try it. Can I try it without you telling me? Yes. Please? Yes. Okay. Eric, hang on. Hang on. I'm looking at it. Balanig? Perfect. That's Bolonic. like right on the nose. Perfect. Yeah, Balanig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go a different direction and put the emphasis a little further down the road, and I went, nope, it's Balanig. It's not Balanig. It's Balanig. It's both ways. I mean, you said it. If you said it, the, this Balanag, you still would have said it the right way. The Balanag, the way you're saying it is the way I would say it. Um, I'm getting yes. claps right now on Facebook Live because you said it right. <laughs> um, awesome. Yes, it's Balanag, yes. Um, Balanag is what they would say it if they're trying to pronounce every every vowel. I know. I yeah, know. People yeah. get a little vowel hungry yes. and they're like, Balanag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no. You, yeah. Said, you said so, it right. Balanic. You said it right. Awesome. And, and I'm very, very, awesome. very appreciative you did that. Now let's get that. And before we get to Loki, I wanted to make it clear to you when I reached out to you. And I want everybody who is on here right now listening to me and who's going to watch later on. I didn't want you on here just because you were on Loki, you know, and the two people that I got already that was on Marvel, that was, you know, part of the Winter Sol uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I told them the same thing. I wanted to get to know the person who was doing what they were doing before they got onto Disney and how you became part of the MCU. And doing these podcasts and reaching out to you guys made me appreciate the film industry a lot more, you know, from the little Tin Man that you were doing to... Loki mm -hmm. that you're doing it's like wow you know like you said yeah, earlier well, you guys are it's real been a long people. journey yeah you guys are real people and, and I love the struggle yeah. you've put in the hard work that you put in to finally get you to something like the MCU you know you're yeah forever going to be part of the MCU family no one's going to ever take that away from you um so it's been a crazy journey how it's was it how was it? How did you say, or did you get like, okay, I'm going to be part of the MCU? What was the I had, like? well, you know, and, and we've t discussed everything up to this point for the most part. I had the audition and it's, as an actor, you know, you, 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 you give these auditions and, and nine times out of 10 now we're doing auditions in our homes. You know, we're pre-recording yes. and doing everything on tape and then you submit it. Yes. Where I miss the days, kind of like this, you know, we were talking about theaters. I miss the days of going in and talking to the casting directors or, or to whoever's shooting and, and just building a little camaraderie there and getting an impression made and, and, you, you know, just kind of opening the door where now they're seeing this two dimensional thing, you know, and you can have, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be flawless in a self tape. 
or they go nowhere. And, and so, but to, to make this brief, um, so whenever I do an audition on tape, if I think it's great, I never hear back. <laughs> if I think I bombed it, they call me wow. and I'm like, wait, what? That, I didn't think I did that. What? what? <laughs> and so I had read for like all of that, you know, the, the, the character before when Loki signs, this is every word he's ever said. I read all of that as well. So I read like all of the little TVA workers lines, all of them together. Yes. It was just one big come blob and you know, of a scene. And so submit that. And it was a while. I mean, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything and didn't know anything. And then boom, they're like, Oh yeah, you're cast. And, and, and still didn't know exactly what we were. I, I knew I was reading these lines about this robot, you know, do you have a soul? And if, you know, if you're a robot, you'll be melted from the inside out. I knew that was it, but not, but, and Marvel is very good. And as they need to be, because we talked about leaking, we talked about this. Everything is so hush, hush. Oh, that's exactly it. Thank you. I was at a loss. So hush, hush. So extremely hush, hush. And so there's different names on things. You don't, you know, it, yeah. it, like I didn't, it didn't, it didn't read Loki. I never read Loki, you know, on any script or anything I had. It never read Loki because they have to, because if anybody finds out that's what it is, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone, you know? And so I went into the, it was it, even that day, like the first day on set, um, I got, I realized what it was then, you know, as we're walking in, but up to that point, I didn't know that what I was reading for was for that T, you know, the TVA. And I was now part of that. And we're now here, you know, um, interrogating Loki, none of that until that day. And then of course I was on set for a couple of days and they're like, you go home, you don't talk. You don't, I mean, it was almost like being in the witness and, and not to underscore this, I'm not trying to make light of a joke, but it was like being in the witness protection program where it's like, stay really quiet. Yes. Don't say boo. And then come back. And then, you know, nothing, you know, nothing after this. it was like, you know, remember the thing in men in black where they tase them and then they forget everything. Red, it was almost light, yeah. like that, you know, we're, and, and, and respectfully. So, I mean, look what they have. If that gets out, it ruins a multi-billion dollar French. I mean, it would destroy it. It would yes. destroy it. So went in, did my thing. Um, and I have to share this story, this one please, quickly about please, Tom please, and Kate. Please. And, I, and Kate's going to be like, oh, if she's seeing this, she'll be like, shut up, Aaron. Um, Kate, the first day, called me by every name but Aaron. She called me Eric. She called me Neil. She called me all these different names. And she had an assistant who was like, that's Aaron. And she, every time, that's Aaron. That's Aaron. You called him Eric. That's Aaron. Or you called him Neil. That's Aaron. And so uh, Tom picked up on it. And it was the end of the day. And Tom looks at me. It's right before we're going to do that whole interrogation. And he falls through the floor thing. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, Gary. And I went, Jim. And he goes, let's do this. And we, we bust out. I mean, we were in tears. Um, 
it was just, a, it was a lot of fun. That's a great, great family. Yes. And, and yeah, I would love to see that go further. I would love to see where we are, you know, after this season and where the TVA is and yes. all of it. It's, it's, it's quite a storyline. I mean, yeah. that first episode, Oh, I think you, and again, I've got I'm closing my list yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Um, but down the road, it's, there's a lot. It's, it's awesome. It's really, yeah. really awesome. Aaron, I wouldn't want to hear it anyways because I don't like spoilers. And I, you know, no, no, no. But I'm just, yeah. And I, and I'm giving you too much. I just, there's a lot. Yes, there's a lot. That's why I like that they're doing every week because yes. you shouldn't go oh, back yes. and watch them one more, like three yes. times. I'm definitely. I'm gonna watch. What's today? Tuesday. Does the episode comes out tomorrow? I'm gonna watch the episode one tonight. So mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. when I watch it, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Okay, that's what's, yeah, you know, because it'll help you. I yes. agree. I think that's a great suggestion yes. for all viewers and spectators. Watch episode one before you get into two, yes. you know, even within 24 hours yeah. of each other so that you can go, ah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the good thing about, I guess, if you want to think about six episodes versus WandaVision's 12 episodes. I don't know if you watched WandaVision, but the first. I did. The first, I did. The re episode was kind of a struggle. You know, it was like, what are they trying to do here? What's what's their? It, you know, it did. Yeah. I I agree with you, but then it fleshed out. I thought yeah. pretty interestingly, yeah, and I was okay with it then. You know yes. what I mean? After I had seen all of it, I went, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it it'll be interesting, you know, because they're the these are um, the Loki's are forty minutes, you know, like an hour. If it yeah. was on right prime time, it'd be an hour long episode, and so. There's, there's just, yeah, there's, I think it's very wise for every spectator to watch, go back and then go back. And, yes. and in all fairness, I'd go back and then, you know, when the third one comes out next week, I'd watch the second yeah. one again, right into the third, yeah. because it'll, it'll really feed you well. Yes. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. And I'm, I'm excited about next year. I, it, I, I like Loki. I like Loki. <laughs> I like him personally. I love the actor. Yeah. And I like the character. How was it? How was it for you working with uh, when you found out you were going to work with Tom Hiddleston? You know, aka Loki. How did you feel? I mean, you worked with big name actors before that. Right? Yeah, I've worked with a lot of names. Yeah, you worked um, with big name actors, but when you I found just out- I have such a respect for the craft. You know, Tom is Tom is classically trained. He has yes. You know, lived in 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 London and has worked on stage. You know, and theater background and what have you and so i respect him to the hilt yes um i i wish more actors were like that okay i'm going to say this really quickly eric i use this little analogy and i i i i mean it as the greatest respect to, to actors like tom middleston um there was a time in my life where i helped a woman she was choking on a pecan and i performed the heimlich maneuver Oh. But I, I don't put, and I, I resuscitate her. But I'll tell you this, Eric. I don't put MD behind my name. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Okay? So I have the same feel about acting. Okay? I've trained. There are many who have trained. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm all that in a bag of chips, but you've got to have some foundation. And Tom's got that, in, you know, a hundredfold. And so when you get to work alongside of somebody who's of that caliber, that's, that's my heaven. Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's a gift. And, and some are, you know, some aren't as trained and still got their chops, but there are times where you walk up and you're in a situation with actors and you're like, you have no idea what you're doing here. 
Yeah. And and I hate to say, I mean, not, I wouldn't say it out loud to any one person or name any one person, but it's obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. It's 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 reading. And I did have a moment with one actor, where I, you know, younger actor, and I said, so what what do you study? You know, what's what techniques do you, you know, do you believe you utilize? And the individual said, well, I don't like to get stuck in any one thing. And I went, do you have any, just name one and he goes and and i knew by his answer there aren't any i i knew by yeah. his answer that there wasn't any you know it was just like well i looked good in front of a camera and that's wonderful that's great but i want to see depth yeah i want to you know if i'm in a cast and i'm casting some of these people i'm working rashad evans who's one of the german twins on the muscle i'm cast i've cast him in, in another production and he's got a soul you know, he's, he's a fighter. I mean, yeah. literally an MMA fighter, fighter yeah. but there's more, yeah, there's more to Rashad than just that. There's wow. a lot more than that. And so when you see that and you see it on a camera, I mean, that's, that's awesome. So Tom, again, Tom is Loki, but yes. Tom is a million other things because he's, he's so good. Yes. He's just I, so I heard a rumor when they first started the whole MCU and the whole Marvel thing that Tom actually read to be Thor. Um, and they ended up casting Chris Hemsworth for Thor, but they were like, Hey, we like you so much. We need to keep you here and give you a different character. And that just shows you right there that if you can still impress the casting director to keep you on, to give you another role. And, exactly. and, and you know what? Like everyone says, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. I can't see anybody else playing Loki. Um, you know, Maybe maybe mm-hmm. um, Matt Damon when he played Loki in the in the Thor the mm-hmm. Thor right. <laughs> episode right maybe right. that but I can't see anybody else playing him and it's you know it's mm-hmm. one of those where I'm glad he's where he's at and I'm glad he you know he's where he's at and I'm glad they got to bring you know this to the you know the TVA we got to see you know yes. we got to see you know you on the TVA and yes. and we got to, and now not only did we get to see you on the TV. Now we get to watch you on, you know, the little tin man. We get to watch yeah. you on hell boss. boss level, yeah. Monster hunter. Um, the house with the Oh, really quickly. The house with the clock in its walls. I play an automaton. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard that. I play two automatons. So you won't, you won't know it's me, but it was, we, we literally lift up Kate Blanchett and throw her out of this house. Wow. Uh, it's, it's creepy and cool and it's kind of like a goosebumps you know it's kind of like a it's a it's a scary film for like the younger crowd you know it's not you know it's not it's not like it you know but it's just kids would be in therapy for years yeah um if they saw that but it's it's that kind of goosebumps feel but it was really cool jack was awesome yeah uh kate was awesome it was just an awesome thing and uh but yeah back to loki when you have those kate's another one kate blanchett's another very well-trained actor and phenomenal. And um, when you're working alongside of these people, and like you said, Tom read for Thor, and they went, mm, yeah. we don't see that, but that's, that's what's awesome. When you, can, when you can see an actor who can, you know, not write for Thor, yeah. so be it. But we know what he has in him, and we know that he can mold, meld, meld, not mold, sorry, meld into... Loki, I mean, yeah. boom, 
you know, winner. And I, I, I love that. And to see that in actors where you go, look what they can do. Look how they, it's, it's not to be weird or anything. It's not like they're shape shifting or anything or they do, but they're so good that they can take on that persona and they make it their own. Yes. You know, and they own it and they own it. And so, yeah. I said, I said it before where if I can watch a show, movie, TV series, whatever, and I can feel that person acting that character, I'm sold, you know, I'm sold, I'm sold on that. And and for you, when you play the robot scanner and just how I loved how you were just so, you know, walk through, walk through. And if, you know, if you melt, you melt. (laughs) Yeah. Thought of, and then I kind of, I kind of took on that spirit animal, if you will, is when we go to the airports, you know, and you're going through security and those people are so over it and they've dealt with probably the worst of the worst and people being unnecessarily difficult. And it's just like, I need you to go through, just walk through this damn thing (laughs) so I can go on lunch break in 15 minutes. (laughs) Just walk through now. And so there was more to the end of that. And they cut it because Tom and I were just goofing around. But there, and the whole door thing, because he was making, you know, he keeps falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he fell through all, all these things. He fell into this world, and then he falls through where I'm standing. And so there was a little play on that he was going to fall again. And he's, like, really scared, like, putting his toe out, you know, like he's dipping it into ice-cold water. And I'm just like, <laughs> the door, the door. How about the door? The door, the door. You know, and so then they cut all the, they just, the door, you know, <laughs> through the door. And so, yeah, but he, he was hilarious in that because he, and then he finally stepped into that little spot and he was, he waited and he was like, oh. and I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the drop to happen that I thought it would be perfect. If like, he's perfectly, oh, it's, nothing's going to happen. Yes. And then boom, which didn't happen. But you know, that's a different story. But uh, no, it, it in that moment I have there, my job is to, to, you know, peel through him and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you'll, you'll see me back in that position again. And the next person that walks through there that I can't nice. give you any more. No, that. no, please don't tell me. Don't tell That's me. Awesome. I, I want to watch That's it. Awesome. <laughs> That's it. Go, go, go. So Aaron Bielner. Thank yes. you so much for being on the daily podcast with me. Um, thank you. You're a, Again, great, humble person. Um, I, I feel like, you know, for this hour that we were on, I feel like I connected with you in some way yes. just by the way you shared your story with me and everyone else is watching um, and you. listening. It's like, wow, you know, it's like, and I, like I said in the beginning, I wanted to make sure that I got you on here to talk about everything you did in the past and moving forward into the future and everything else. And I just, you know, I'm not here to just to say, Hey, I want you to talk about Loki. Let's do an hour of 20 minutes of Loki. No, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to hear your story, how you got, I mean, you were picked for Loki for a reason. And I wanted to hear why the steps you took, the road you had to take to be where you are. And I'm very, 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 you know, happy that I met you. And I'm very happy that I am too. I Thank feel you, like, Eric. you know, there's definitely something, you know, moving forward. I'm definitely going to watch the little tin man. I'm going to answer your Please. trivia question. Yeah. You got to answer my I'm, question. I'm Let's see if question. anybody else can answer the question yes. that was launching the podcast. And yes. um, 
yeah, we have to keep in touch. We definitely yes. have to keep in touch. Yes. There's more coming down the, the pike at, in other projects. I'm yes. writing a series, a comedy series right now that we're uh, getting in front of the networks and we're about to, to start shooting in July. Um, I will min- I, I need to na- name um, my production studio now. It's Jamestown Filmworks. Um, they're on, you know, you can Google Jamestown Filmworks. Uh, really great crew of people. And we're, we've got a lot on our slate. There's some great things coming out and we're, we're wanting to do, uh, our, our slogan is edutainment for the people. And we're wanting to do, we want to build productions that make you laugh, make you cry and make you think. And, 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 and it's okay to, it's okay to think. You know, I think too often we, oh God, I don't want to, you know, no, it's okay. It's okay to think about things. It's okay to empathize. It's okay to relate to others. It's okay to hurt. Yeah. It's okay to understand, you know, other people's plights and, and, and look out for them. And, and so we're, we're working on productions like that, but uh, we have a one called little daddy that's coming out. That is um, near and dear to my heart. And it's, uh, it's funny and it's tough at the same time. It's, it's going to be good. Yes. So thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. No, no, you. no, I thank you. And again, um, I, I gave you an open invitation. I, you, you mentioned you love San Francisco and I said, whenever you're in town, reach out to me. Um, San Francisco I love that place. is finally opening up and we finally get to yes. you know walk around and restaurants are finally opening finally. up to where we can eat. So whenever you're in town and Feel free to reach I've out. I've got your number. Yeah, you I'm, got my number. I, you should be nervous, Eric. I've got your number. I'm going to be driving you crazy now. No, um, no, no. But no, 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 I would definitely do that. And I'd love to hear what you thought of the film. And yes. yeah, I'd love to. I'll be paying attention to your podcast because I yes. want to see other people. Yes. want to hear other people. And I want to thank you also. It's, it's what is it, 10 o'clock in Atlanta right now? 1019. Yeah, 1019. Thank That's you for okay. thank you for staying up. Thank you for okay. you know being part of here. And I'm going to again, whenever you want to come on the show, shoot me a text and say, "Hey, Eric, okay. I got this idea. We're going to plug this show. Feel free to come and plug the I show." I would love that. And and you're open anytime. Um I told you thank the days you. that I'm of available that we can talk about your show, talk about anything awesome. like that. Um, yeah, Tuesday nights are good, right? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday evenings Tuesday are good. Are perfect. Yeah, cuz you know cuz in a couple months Monday night's going to be, you know, football and then then Thursdays football. are going to be football. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Tuesdays are yeah, kind no, of the, Tuesdays you know. Yeah, are good. Yeah, Tuesdays kind yeah, of Yeah, we got to wedge us, us entertainment folk have to wedge ourselves in with all the sporting events and yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. Yes. Thank you so much, Eric. Well, thank Have you. an amazing evening. You and, as well. And yeah. And if you ever so need much. an extra person to come out to do anything for you guys, I'm not an actor, but oh, I'm you know, putting you in something. I play I one on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'd love to put you in something. No, just getting to know you and you've got yeah. a very vibrant personality. Hey, yeah, you know what? Fun. It'd be a lot of fun. One of the ladies that I had that was part of the MCU also, um, suggested that I should start taking headshots. Like, Hey, you should start taking headshots and start, yeah, you know, this is not? my agent. You should reach out to my agent. I'm like, I'm not an actor. And they're like, well, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere though. And you know what you've got, I can tell by the arrangement you've created with the podcast and everything. When you do something, you give a hundred percent and that's what matters. Thank you so much. And you know, you could try it. And if you don't like it, so be it. Yes. Um, you know, you catch the bug. I, I will say lastly, and, and I do need to run. Um, there was a moment where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. This was a few years ago. And I said, I'm done. I'm done. There's, I, I'm, 
I'm cooked. I, I don't want this. Um, it's, it's killing me as far as, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. You have to have very thick skin. You hear a zillion knows you've heard the Mark Ruffalo story of how he auditioned 600 times yes. and what have you. And, and you try and try and you try. Um, and you hear no so many times it becomes like a, an, or the, and I said, done, I'm done. And I, I had like a withdrawal. It was like 24 hours of cold sweats and shakes and everything. And I thought, why? What, what, what? And I realized how much it's ingrained in me and how much of a passion it is to perform and, and not just in being in front of a camera. I'm not worried about being in front of a camera. I don't need, you know, to be puffed up in any of that. Yes. It's just the, the, the art of it and the, and the creating of it and, and knowing that you can build something and involve so many people like your podcast, what have you, and get people and, and, and they care Yes. and they want to care and they want to hear it and they want to feel it and they want to know what you're building. And, and they, they follow along, you know, for lack of a better analogy, they, they follow along in the dance with you and they, they want to make every turn with you. And that, that to me is why I do this. It's just awesome to build in that, in that sense. And we thank you for not giving up. We thank you for, you know, thank stepping you. up and staying on. And again, everyone who is watching Aaron Bielner on the daily podcast with me, Eric B. Thank you for everything you've you thank know you. shared with us today. Thank you for, I mean, everything you've done, you showed us, you let us listen to what it was like on stage, what it was like off stage, the people you met. And again, you wouldn't be where you are right now if you didn't take that step that you said, I'm going to do what I'm doing. And, you know, we need to show everybody that not only are there characters on TV, but the real people off the screen as well. And that's, you know, the one reason why I like getting, you know, people on my, my show to show us that we're real people. You're real. You're a real person. You know, you, you got to go. I know it's 10 o'clock at night and it's time to hit the bed, but again, thank you. I've got to get a few more. I've got a few more calls tonight before I go to bed. Unfortunately. (laughs) Thank you again. And again, whenever you want to be on the show, definitely jump on everybody. Aaron Bielner. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was crazy. For you guys who are watching, man, that was a podcast on its own where he just took over the show. And I'm glad that he did because he just talked about everything that I had questions written out for him. I did. I had a lot of questions written out for him, but he just went off and just did what he did. And that's exactly what this business is about. And I'm glad that I had him on. I'm glad that he spoke about his craft. I'm glad he talked about everything. And it made us realize that Outside of what we watch, outside of the shows that we watch, we sit here, we get entertained for the hour that we watch, the 30 minutes that we watch, but we also don't realize that there's a struggle behind everything, you know, that they put into Um when everybody watched that Friends reunion on HBO Max, everybody was talking about the guy who played Chandler, um, like what was wrong with him, you know, but again, it's just, that's the daily struggle that everybody goes through and, and you know, thank you, Aaron Bielner, for being on. Thank you for you guys who are watching on Facebook Live. Again, this is going to be on the Anchor app as a podcast. It's going to be on my YouTube channel as well. So if you guys missed it, you can rewatch it on Facebook. You can rewatch it on YouTube. And for you guys who are watching, if you guys haven't jumped on, and this is going to be my plug, my Patreon account, 
I leave my Patreon account down below. If you guys want to donate anything from a dollar to whatever you guys want to, you know, to donate helps me keep this podcast going, helps me, you know, bring guests to you guys. So that way you guys, and I'm watching the numbers drop down. People are like, Oh, I'm done. When they heard the word Patreon, they're like, I'm not going to watch anymore. But for you guys who are on my Patreon account, who are helping me out with Patreon, even on the anchor app, there's a few of you guys who are helping me on the anchor anchor app. Thank you guys. Let's give you guys a round of applause for doing that. Thank you guys. And as I always say at the end of the podcast, the end of the vlog, thank, thank, Thank you, Aaron Bielner. Thank you guys who are watching on Facebook. And I'm tired. It's only 7 o'clock here in San Francisco and I'm tired. Thank you guys for watching. The podcast vlog is ended. Go in peace. Alright guys, that is it. Facebook Live is now done. Recording stopped.